and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, we're back. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. I got sick of seeing your face. That's true. We took a few weeks off. Uh, kinda? Kinda. Well, I've been, uh, I had a little stomach issue, so I'm not going to lie about that. And right. then, um... And then the prior week we skipped because we were in at a convention. convention. Well, actually, we were back from a convention. We had gotten back at, like, the middle sure. of the night the day before, and both of us on Tuesday were like, no. Yeah, no, we're tired. <laughs> we were old. Yeah, we also agreed we were going to skip it anyway because yeah. we filmed that previous Saturday. So, listeners of the podcast, you'll notice that our previous episode was filmed live at YumaCon. Mm-hmm. So, we want to give them a shout-out. Thanks for hosting us. And we're going to talk about the convention later on in this episode. It'll be our... Kind of review. Kind of a review. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, just everything we saw. Like we did with uh, the Tucson Comic Con and the Rencon episode. Yep. And then the week prior to that, we did the Phil Walker Harding Day. So, uh, and and uh, for audio listeners, and we're not going to turn that into an audio podcast because no. that'd be very boring. Yes. Uh, for our YouTube followers, I'm going to be cutting that down probably... It's just uploading it here and there. I'm probably going to cut it down from like maybe one or two games uh, played. Right. And then put it up, and then cut it down again. Yeah, it up. like a highlight of each up each yeah, game or something. Pretty much, Maybe, or just, just like an uncut, uncut from each game because right. a lot of those games are pretty short. Yeah, they were, and and then and that was the a end. good thing. That was why we were able to play twenty something games. Yeah. in one day, 12, 13 hours. Yeah, um, about twelve or thirteen. Yeah, because uh, too many. We started about ten in the morning. And wrapped up at about 10.30 in the evening. Mind yeah. you, we also took a break for lunch and, mm-hmm. you know, recharge our batteries. Yeah, it, it was intense. So if you saw that, awesome. You know how it was. You can hear our live rankings later on. Yeah. But, uh, Daniel, yeah, welcome back, of course. It's been nice to have a little break, honestly. Yeah, it has. It allowed has. me to catch up on some editing that I needed to get done and try to fix some of the audio podcasts. We're still kind of working. We're trying a new setup right now. Mm-hmm. We're look, it looks like our mic is, it works well on other computers, but it's not having fun with this one. No, no. It might be, you know, the latency between them. We could talk about all that. It, but that's it, not that's even connected. Boring. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, you'll notice, if you're watching us in video, we don't have the mics up in front of us. We're testing a new audio thing. Let us know what you think in the comments below if you're watching us on YouTube, or however you get in contact with us. If you notice something crazy or, or anything that you have insight to, let us know at board, everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Shout yeah, out to us. because we're, we're doing everything we can to fix the audio side of it. Um, at least with the audio setup, I can edit the sound a little bit better, mm-hmm. so it's not as distorted, but you're still going to hear that mechanicalness. So there's things we're trying to do to work on it, and it's, it's taking some time. This is a really good mic, and I don't know why we're having such a struggle with it, because this is a blue mic. Yeah, well, it's black, but um, I am I apologize. I genuinely apologize. Anyway, <laughs> it's black in color, but blue brand. Anyway, <laughs> if I have to explain it, it's not funny anymore. So it wasn't funny quick, the first time. A quick recap of our episode. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. Um, we're going to be talking about the games we've played, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, we're going to be doing a Yuma review. Mm-hmm. So uh, Yuma Comic Con, or Yuma Con, as it's called. It's called, yeah. We, we attended that, and we're going to go into more details. And after that, we're going to play a surprise game featuring Daniel. Um, actually, it'll be both of us. The whole idea, you'll see. But we're going to test it out, see what you think. But please let us know what you think. If this is something you like, if you want to see us do more stuff like this in the future, we want that feedback just so that way we can find out. But before we... What he wants to do is make me work more, is what no, it is. No, no, no. There's no <laughs> extra editing. It's just simply us just adding some more stuff. 
and some ver- variety. That's the only goal. We're going to find out. Again, if you don't like it, let us know. I already don't If you like do it. like it, <laughs> let us know. Just let, just we will go by the feedback because we like to, you know, we like to bring in the viewers. And we lo- that's one of the best parts about our show is I feel like we're one of the few board game channels that bring in the audience as best as we can. Yeah, no, I don't have that issue either doing that. But? But when you make me change things up, when I got an editing set up already, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you, 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 but you, you're really good at it. And I'm proud of you. I'm not. You show up <laughs> like, the here's the idea, we record it, and then I have to do like a whole uh-huh. day's work. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> I got faith in you. Anyway, so... Look forward to that at the end of the episode. But before we get into that, Daniel, what have you been playing? Not games with you. <laughs> That's a lie and you know it. <laughs> uh, so I've actually been playing quite a bit. I, I was just showing it to you and kind of on the thing is like, this is everything I've played since mm-hmm. the last time we recorded. Or what Significantly more than myself. Oh, yeah, because we... Uh, uh, if those that didn't see the Yumoncon thing, because, you know, they're live here and haven't watched the video because it's... We're only going to go up this week, so yeah. um, we didn't do our, what we've been playing there because we had 45 minutes to record, yes. so we tore through it. But what I've been playing is I actually played quite a couple of new games, but I actually played a lot of games that I've been wanting to get back to the table. And so the first one is Dead of Winter. I finally got it. It wasn't even wow. Happening. That's been years. Yeah, it's been years. Uh, so much so that it wasn't even. Uh, all, game hasn't been logged in my app at all. So um, this one was my buddy's copy. He found it at a consignment store for eight dollars, and so oh wow, really? And it was, you know, it's going to stay in my collection because the whole thing is I wanted to get to the table, see if it's going to stay. I have a lot of love for this game. It was one of my favorite games when I first got into gaming. Me and my wife played the mess out of this at two-player. And when we he busted out, I was like, hey, let's try this one. I haven't played it in a while because he, he remembered playing it, but his wife has never played it. I'm like, okay, yes, because I need to get this to the table sure. for me to try and see to I double like. double check, right? And yeah, no, I forgot how much I really do enjoy this game. It's very lucky. It's long, too. I think it was like two and a half hours for us to play a four-player game of it, and it's just on the basic mode, mm-hmm. what they tell you to teach for the first time playing. Uh, bits and pieces of, excuse me, came back to me. And I love the crossroad cards. Those are probably like my favorite thing out of the entire thing because it's like this can take effect or it cannot take effect. Depends on if a certain character is there or someone, say, in a colony or I move one of my characters elsewhere or it doesn't take effect and it just gets put back into the discard pile. (laughs) Or what we did for the discard pile is just put it under the deck. This way we don't see what it was. Yeah. But, man, it was so good. I had a great time playing it. And I'm like, yeah, now I remember why I like this game so much. Because, honestly, if you haven't played Dead of Winter, I I say you have to try it once. The big thing about it is there is a possibility of a hidden traitor. Doesn't mean that our game didn't have a hidden traitor. But uh, three out of the four of us win. Because you have your personal goals and the main goal. We beat our main goal with, like, one morale left. If we dropped a zero, that was it for the game. And so mine was simple. I just had to make sure we I had hope. I needed to have like hopeless survivors in the um, in the vill- uh, the thing. I needed like two or three hopeless survivors, and we had to win our main goal. So Easy. hey, I did that one. My buddy he had to you know make sure there's no betrayer in the colony. Did you call them hopeless survivors? <laughs> yes, that's what they're called. 
they're really hopeless. Oh, I'm sorry, hopeless survivors. I was like, hopeless survivors? <laughs> Man. <laughs> wow. Uh, and there was times where we had to make noise and burn food, uh, just because it's like, oh, and then we had to be like, okay, well, I, I rolled a one. I might as well just use this to collect weight. Oh, wait, but I forgot how much that <laughs> stupid red dye was. Yes. We lost three people in the colony because my buddy rolled the one tooth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? And I was telling yeah, my wife. There's the frostbite. Uh, because the way it works is it spreads the disease. So the person with the nose, next nose influence would get it. So I went to my wife. And so I told her, you know what? Take the chance because she had a really good character to see if you can survive, save this character. Mm-hmm. She rolled a, a frostbite. All right. Well, you know what? My option is because it went to me next is like, if you had rolled it, we wouldn't have, we would have saved your character. So take that gamble. I'll burn this character just because, okay. just to keep the rest of the colony alive. I'm not going to worry about it. It sucks that I'm going to lose this character, but I already had two other characters. Mm-hmm. And so I just went ahead and was like, try to save your character. I will kill this one if to stop it. Okay. So I had to make that decision because it's like, we needed her, that character because she could just kill like two zombies in the colony. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I really liked it because the zombies are there, but they're not the best thing. That makes sense. So yeah, Dead of Winter, glad I got to the table. It's not leaving my collection. Good. That's awesome. Uh, the first game I wanted to talk about was a small little press your like dice game that I got at a thrift store as well. Um, it's called FanDuel, which, I'll be honest, when I first got it, I was like, okay, it's like a couple bucks at, at the thrift store. It had generic fantasy art. I picked it up just to see. And okay. it was like, and the tagline on it, honestly, was um, the only thing better than, the only thing better than Stealing from a dragon is stealing from your friends. So I was like, okay, press your luck and take that? Maybe? Okay. So we ended up, uh, me and my game group, we played about six games that night, and hands down that was the favorite. It well, I've seen like, some of the other games you buy. So. Right. And, and <laughs> so the way it works is real simple. There's, there's The components are four dice, custom dice, which are actually just big wooden cubes with uh, screen-printed images on it. Very simple. It's not really dice. It's just your rolling cubes. But they're big and chunky, so that's good. And then a bag of coins. And there's probably about 80 to 100 coins or something in there. Dump the coins on the table. That's the dragon hoard. You, you're trying to get as much coins from the middle as you can. Save it in your stash. Most, okay. most coins at the end of the game wins. So the way it works is that one of the dice has characters and the other one has uh, like dragons and stuff. Okay. The dragon dice, there's three of those. It has... Three sides that have treasure chests on it. One side, or two sides that have a green dragon. And then one side that has a red dragon. Red dragon is breathing fire. He's a lot more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Then on your character die, which is, this is the fourth die. And that's all the other ones is. There's three sides that have the Fanduble, which I'll explain who he is in a minute. Then there's two sides with a knight. And one side with a wizard. Okay. So you roll all four of your dice. You take one coin from the middle and you put it in front of you uh, as loot, not as your stash, but as loot that you've gained for every treasure chest you've drawn. Okay. However, every every dragon, red or green, you set aside. Simple. Mm-hmm. If you ever get all three of your dice as dragons, then you're going to lose your loot. Okay. However, if you roll a Fanduble, that one character, he's flipping a coin, you steal a coin from another character and put it in your loot, not again, not your stash. Which, you might still lose that. So you're stealing it from somebody else, and you might even lose it. <laughs> if you roll a, one of the two knights, then okay. you get to slay a green dragon. And then if you roll the wizard, you get to slay a red dragon. Okay. 
So again, these dragons are the more rare are the red ones, so they're less common to come up, and they're also harder to kill because you need a wizard for it. Here's the here's the funniest catch. If of course you roll all three dragons, then you immediately bust and you lose what's ever in your loot. Okay. If all three of those are red, you lose your stash as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a make or break at that point. It's hilarious. It worked really well. It was solid. Just like sit back, chuck some big old cubes, steal from people. And our our friend, he was playing the chaos variable. He was absolutely just rolling to the max, stealing as much as he can from everyone, and then purposefully busting so no one would have a coin. <laughs> being a jerk about it, and it was absolutely hilarious. FanDuel, I hope they eventually reprint this. I don't <laughs> think it's been in print for a long time. I haven't seen it anywhere other than picking it up at the thrift store, and I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Awesome find. I'm keeping that forever. Cool. So the next game I'm going to talk about is a game that you and me played. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of us were like, we heard about it. It seemed interesting. We wanted to try it because everybody's raving about it, and our buddy yep. brought it over. And I'll, I'll say it uh, outright. If I can find a copy, I'm probably going to pick one up because I really enjoyed it. And this yep. one's First Rat. First Rat. It was, uh, awesome. it was really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to like it, and I liked how he described it. It's like their take on a roll and move. Because you, you have a choice. You can move one rat five spaces, or you can move two rats one to three spaces, uh, but they have to be on the same space. So yellow, yeah, you uh, have to be on the yellow, both have to be on a yellow, both have to be on a blue. And it's like, that kind of didn't make sense to me at the beginning. And then I was like, oh, but I can get this rat up here, and yeah. now it's within three spaces, and there's a three space here. And also, if you land on a space with someone else's rat, you could pay a coin. You get resources, basically. And just by coin, it's cheese. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, cheese. That's the currency, of course. <laughs> yeah. And so you're doing all this stuff. You're trying to be like a ratronaut is what they called mm-hmm. it, where you're trying to send your rat to space because they heard the moon is made out of cheese. Which it is, of course. So you're getting like set collection going on here. So you need like cheese to help pay for things. You need tin cans, vinegar, uh, and other stuff to help build rockets. And mm-hmm. so... You're, if you're saying, okay, well, I have enough stuff here, so I'll build a rocket. The first one up there, you're going to get more points, but everybody can get points there. Uh, first one, but they, they decrease by every time someone goes up there. So if you're the first one to build a rocket point, then it's like 10 points for you. And then 9 points for someone else, and so forth. It goes down. And so if you're, the whole thing is you're sending your rats. you got four rats total, but they have like three different little mini games as well. So if you land on a space, you're having a rat race. So you could either try to move your rat around to pick up special powers, or you can move your rat around to pick up a rat out of the nursery and put him at the beginning, or just move your rat around to um, get you points uh, towards the end of the game. Basically, you're storing food for the rest of the people that you're leaving here, I think is what it said. Mm-hmm. But then you're also collecting cheese to buy stuff from... The shopkeepers, there's like a raven and a um, like a mole or something like that. Yeah. There's like three different shops you can go to or two different shops. They give you something special. Some of them will allow you to, uh, when you land on a space, you can collect two of that thing rather than right. one. And then, of course, you try and decrease your light bulb because it increases your resource stuff. There is so much going on in this game for as simple as it is. Because yes. there is a lot of stuff going on. But you're also trying to get your rats to the end because the first person there gets the most points. And I think it's like only four spots or something like that for the Ratronauts or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 
really good. The scoring is really simple. It's it's a phenomenal game. I really, really enjoyed it. And this is probably one of my surprises for this year. Yeah, it was really impressive. Good pick. Yeah, and I, I can't give it enough praise. Next game I wanted to talk about was uh, a game, you know, we the very first Friday, the game group that I had that was in October, I got to bust out the horror games. Oh, yeah. Of course, right? Trust me, I and, have uh, only one more non-ish horror game. Right. And there was one that I had to bring out because it was on my shelf of shame and I hadn't played it and I'd been wanting to play it for a while. That's Evil Dead 2. <laughs> I love Evil Dead. In this game, it's very simple. Um, you are basically walking around. You're destroying deadites, trying to find pages of the Necronomicon, moving around. All these items are hidden. There's yep. about 30 different items that you can pick up. Uh, but really what you need is those Necronomicon pages. Yep. However, everyone gets a corruption card at the beginning of the game. Um, and you are not allowed to look at it. You might become a deadite throughout the game. Mm-hmm. But there's only like one of 13 uh, cards that are that is a deadite card in the number of players that we played. Meaning that um, there's a very little chance that somebody will become a deadite. And there's only a chance that one person will. But again, you won't know until the end of the game. Which, at some point during the game, if somebody found out that they're a deadite, then they can start betraying everybody and start collecting the pages for themselves, thus trying to uh, win the game for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. It's a hidden trader, possibly, game. Otherwise, you're playing fully cooperative. Um, In our game, there didn't end up being a a, um, deadite as a corrupted character. However, each one of those plays pretty simple. If you, you have special abilities, if you are the betrayed, and you can battle everybody and possibly fight each other there's all sorts of kind of like you know like shifty eyes like you would in dead of winter you know in case there's a possible traitor um it was cool i didn't hate it the rest of my game group did (laughs) (laughs) and i understand why overall it wasn't that great it seems like a very lucky game well it's not so much lucky it's just it's just kind of mundane it, that's the best way to say it. Now, I'm going to have it in my collection forever. Oh, of course. Uh, you're eventually, I am going to get Bruce Campbell to sign it, because that's kind of my thing. If I have IP games, I want people to, sign to be able to sign it. Yeah. And then that way I can put it on my shelf for display only, and I'll never play it again. And I'm not worried about that, because so you have, it was okay. So you have two right now. You have Firefly and Star Trek Panic, correct? Yes. Yeah, I have Firefly signed by Alan Tudyk. And Star Trek Panic signed by the one and only William Shatner. You need to get... Um... Uh, to talk to him to try to get some more of the Firefly people to come. I know, there. I know. I would love Nathan Fillion to sign it. I think uh, Nathan would Fillion nice. would be amazing. I, I right. honestly would like Jewel State. She was like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, really, honestly, anybody from the show oh, yeah. is worth it. I'm just glad Alan Tudyk was probably my favorite Alan, character. Alan Tudyk is my favorite yeah. character for the show, but Jewel State's right, her character. Uh, yeah. Not Zoe. That's always the wife. Um, um, not River. No. Well, What's her well, name? Yeah. I can't remember her name, but she was like uh, one of my favorite. I haven't watched Fire- yeah, I haven't watched Firefly in a while. And Luminous has brought up that he brought out Blood on the Clock Tower this month. That's awesome. Amazing. So, speaking of which, before, a little off-tangent here. Oh. Tangent, uh, huh? I just got my notice. Final Girl will be here Friday. <gasps> so, I am looking forward to getting that played. So, a look to reference in a future podcast. Speaking of receiving Kickstarters, let me tell you a terrible story. Speaking of October being a horror movie month... I got Thing 12's 
dice of dragons in the mail. And I got the full thing. I got okay. the, the tin with the game. I have all the extra promo cards. The meeples are massive. Like, you can't fit one of those meeples in the tin. Like, much less all of I've them. I've seen the, the... It is a massive velvet bag. And it's gorgeous components. We saw them. We saw yes. them at Yumacon. Or not Yuma. Uh, uh, Gen Con. No, Gamma. We Gamma. didn't go to Gen Con. Yes, what the heck Gen are you Con. talking about? Gamma. But yes. So, it's this beautiful bag of components. And, and I got it, brought it home, super excited, unpacked it. Set it down on, on my table, and then, no problem, went, went to work the next day, came back. Oh, no. And when I got home from work, it was soaked to the bone wet. Nothing was around it that would have been obvious, but it was just damp. I had a t Thankfully, all my components were in a bag. Oh, okay. Or the tin. And I have no idea what was wet on it. It didn't smell like anything, so I'm guessing water? But oh man, I had did to air out the bag. Did you have a? Did we? Did you have a leak at the house? Because uh, no, I mean, we had on, it my, on my cent central table. Nothing else was wet. I have no idea, but man, I was mad. Yeah, but I was so mad. It's, it hasn't been really hot where we live right now because we've been getting a lot of rain cast off from the the hurricanes. Mm -hmm. I think the highest today. It's, cursed box. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a it's a cursed box. I think the like, high today was what like sixty six or something like that. Right. There's something like, it was cold. Today. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I apologize. Evil Dead Two. Oh no! That I got off on tangent just because I got my final girl notice. I also got my Everdell notice too. I should be getting them around the same time. Oh, nice. And yet, still no Stefan Phil. Yeah, right? Right? Oh, well. Alright, so the next game is the one I was talking about where it's uh, not a horror game that we played. This was mm -hmm. actually last week. And you had Good some fun. issues with this game because the crap we give you every time we have game <laughs> night. But this one was so This game was awesome. This game was so fun. I wanna, This is another one I kind of want to get a copy right. of. So we have a joke <laughs> in our game group. And the uh, first, first rat would fall this under that uh, we have our friend who brings all these cool games, and we're like, God damn it, we're going to have to buy one. And we call it the Damn It Dom. For yeah. me, this is Damn It Gamehead Geek or Bryce, right. because this was so fun. This was ridiculous fun. It's called Dungeon Fighter. You're basically a co op dungeon group who are trying to hit the target on different enemies as you're going through the dungeon to fight the big boss. And you could do like stupid shenanigans like you have to make a throw and close your eyes or the one that we, you were giving us grief about is that you have to hold your neighbor's hand yeah, yeah it, that dexterity game it is so good there's one thing and i, I know it's because it's an older reprint or it's a reprint yeah, of an older it. game yeah uh is where you have to blow the die and both uh, both him and me were like no yeah. not, <laughs> not happening i would rather do a blind uh throw or yeah. just anything rather than blowing the die off of my hand. I just not, not in the day of COVID. Right, exactly. There was there was one set of combinations where I had to get like below the table. I had to have <laughs> you had your arm eye on the table, and I had to have my eyes closed. No, no, no. You had to be at table level. At table level, your yeah. eyes closed and your wrist sitting on the table yeah. to make the throw. So you just saw my hand stick up from the table. <laughs> and I did probably better than that when I was paying, when I was paying attention. You, you actually did better with your eyes closed than you did with your eyes open. It was, yep. oh, but the shenanigans this game, just how much we were laughing. Yeah. It, it was a good time. I really, really enjoyed this one a lot to the point where it's like, damn it, Bryce, now I have to go pick myself a right. copy. I don't know if they're going to sell it in stores. Um, probably for not the, like, the special stuff that they got in the Kickstarter, but I believe it's a Lucky Duck game. I think they did the reprint, so... Maybe. Yeah, could be. Uh, the next one I want to talk about was a game from uh, Space Cowboys 
from back in the day. It came off of kind of like the heels of uh, Splendor. And it has a similar feel to it. It's called Orbis. Orbis is a game I got on a discount, so I mm-hmm. decided to order it. Um, really neat hex type, hex, hexagon tiles, except they're kind of elongated, so you can't quite like arrange them perfectly. It's a little weird. But um, basically the idea is we are all like gods of this like uh, like world that we are recruiting tiles to build. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some there's some weird stuff, but really what it boils down to is that there is nine tiles that are out at all times. And when you pick up a tile, they'll have a color to them. So like let's say it's the green tile. You will then take a green follower, uh, which are basically the resources, and put them on every adjacent tile. Not yeah. diagonal, but orthogonal. And so those are the tiles that you're going to be taking eventually mm-hmm. to pay for the other tiles. And some of them will produce resources automatically. Some will be worth points. Some will be worth points if they're irrigated, which the blue tiles have to have certain tiles underneath them. Uh, the green tiles have to have certain color tiles surrounding them. And they, they score in different ways, and it's kind of neat. And so overall, uh, what was interesting about it is that mechanism where the tile you pick up spreads out other tokens for other people to take on their turn. So imagine like Splendor, if like if I take a green card, that means everyone else might get a green chip kind of okay. idea. And so it worked pretty well. There was one big gripe about it. Okay. On, the top, on the top, there is a cost and is represented with squares about the size of the letter P on a penny. And yeah. they are only colored. So there is a little blue colored square. There might be a little yellow colored square. There might be a little green or red colored square as the cost. And I'm talking like this is small, like the whole area is smaller than a dime, and sometimes you'll have up to five different colors on it. It is not colorblind friendly at all in that aspect. <laughs> oh, man. It, it hurt a little bit. Now, b- besides that, it's not a bad game. It was one of our lackluster ones, but uh, that wasn't... I don't think anybody was necessarily disappointed. It, it If you like Splendor and you wanted more of a game, I get it. But man, those colors, man, they hurt hard. And then Illuminus brought up time to break out. Time for me to break out Mansion of Madness. Absolutely. Yeah, we we I've been breaking a lot of my Halloween games out. Absolutely. Uh, haven't played Horrified yet. We have played others, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, and that was Orbis. All right. So the next one I'm going to talk about here is horror adjacent. It, could, it has some horrific stuff, especially the 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 one we played. Uh, is that I did another scenario of Return to Dark Tower. I've been wanting to get to the table. My wife's like, you know what? Let's play that one again. We haven't played it in a while, so we took it over to our friend's house. I love that game a lot. Yeah, and we actually played a new so scenario, so we didn't play like a... a uh, the, you know, the main one, the Astrider, I think is what it was, it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new one we played is like the Grave Maw or something like that, so it's like a three-headed snake that actually changes the bad guys. So the way we set it up, um, is we wanted to make sure all the bad guys kind of have at least one thing shared while you're playing, mm-hmm. uh, just to get the back into the groove of it, because it's been a while since we played it. So I was like, okay, this is what I heard people saying what they did. You, If you have, like, the Grave Maul, who is, like, uh, Beast Melee, I think it is, then you want to have, like, something to be Beast or Melee. So we put a dragon out for our, our level three or something like that, or four. And our level three was... Um, uh, like the spider, which was beast melee, I think as well. Then you had the shadow wolves, which were like uh, stealth and B 
Beast or something like that. And there was one other one. But what was funny about it, and uh, that our um, when we were playing it, the Grave Mall changes those settings as it's going through the game. So like different scenarios will pop up, and it's like, oh, by the way, this is no longer stealth; it is now Beast, or this is no longer this, and now it's undead. And okay. so, but it makes them stronger too because uh, as the game's going on, it actually increases the is it. Uh, normal it savages them they get more crits in their cards now so they do a lot more damage unless you can mitigate it or in my personal favorite it gives them special stuff in their decks like venomous uh and different things it just makes the bad guys so much different as you're, you're playing it and i was like this is amazing what they did with this because i've only ever played the astrider and it had its own things that did right. cool that's what but I the fact this one is manipulating the monsters on the board turning them from stealth to beast or from uh like something to undead or magic so i was like okay this is kind of cool and then we're getting our resources and i was i played the brutal warlord so i was all about you know i go in there uh, killing the dragon, I'm killing all these big monsters out there, and taking all those pot shots on the grave mall because I can recruit people. And I, I think it was my wife that turned to me. And she's like, "You're King Farquhar from Shrek. Some of you may die, but this is a risk I'm willing to take." Yeah, <laughs> it's because I was. I was literally sacrificing all my soldiers out there. Yeah, just to you know keep all the monsters. It's like I'm sending them all out there, and then I'm like going do my own thing. Which, by the way, is one of the best quotes in all of cinema. <laughs> yeah, it is. Down. No, it's a great quote. But she's yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I am pretty much him because I, I literally am sending all these people right. to die. And it got to the point where I had set myself up for like I had a weapon that if I lost like. 10 people, I gain 5 or something like that. Or if I lost 10 people, I can gain a treasure. So I was like, okay, well, I, I made this down. I'm going to lose 12 people. You know what? Let's go ahead and put them over here. And But I also stacked up a lot of advantages because I had a lot of beasts. I had a bow, which is really cool, that I could attack from adjacent spaces. And That's so your advantages, cool. you had to do it on a space. If you wanted your advantages, you had, you had to do your advantage on a space for you. Well, I got a plus two wild advantage if I'm on a mountain. So I try to set up all the monsters uh, near me, near mountain ranges. So if I'm sitting on the mountain and they're on the grasslands, next, I still get my advantages because I'm shooting right. with a bow adjacent to them. So, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Had a great time with this game. Uh, and so, yeah. As uh, always, right? Oh, yeah. This is like the third game of it I played. However, we were talking about it when we played it. We did not realize how long we were playing until we were done. Um, because you can go through the statistics, 172 minutes. Ooh. It did not feel like 172 Ooh. minutes. That's impressive. And uh, actually beat it just in time, because if you don't beat it by the end of the sixth month, you lose the game. We were on the first turn in the sixth month. So Wow. That's almost 30 minutes per month. Yeah. That's an, an average turn was four minutes. Yeah. That's a lot. But, I mean, it just doesn't feel like that. It, it didn't feel like that. It does a great job of this. And the things, like the events that were popping, sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. I had a great right. time. with. It. I love this game a lot. It's probably, honestly, if we did a top 100 again this year and we've been talking about doing a new one, mm -hmm. I think easily it's in the top 10. Wow. It's not higher. I like this one a lot. Wow. That's all right. And Illuminous brought up we should be playing Dread, an RPG game that implements the Jenga Tower. I've heard many things. I've, saw I've the heard table really, top. yeah. I I, uh, I really like the idea of it, but I just I don't get into RPG games, right? Because I 
It's tricky. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I don't have like that. Uh, they're not as colorblind friendly when you're going by imagination. Well, there's that too, but it's also the uh, the you know getting into your head. Like yeah. when I'm reading a story, it's being told to me, so right. I can't create my own story. I'm not very creative in that aspect. Sure. Yeah. And see, when I play RPGs, I'm the player that nobody likes because I just make up shenanigans and I just. My, my I actually was normally to annoy the DM. Well, the one time I've ever played a, an RPG, um, and it was, it was with, with you, me, right? yeah. I was enjoying it because you just kept <laughs> flustering our DM. Because you were playing like a character like a chuck a coin. Yeah, and, so, and here's the best part is that my DM was trained in improv. Yeah. And so I know that he would be able to handle just pretty much anything I threw at him, but that doesn't mean I wasn't going to try, I wasn't going to stop because I wanted to see. As it came up, and I think that's part of like why people like um, yeah. RPGs, right? But at the same time, I don't know. I'm not. I can't. I can't play it seriously enough for some. Like, yeah, like some people play. Like I know uh, some friends of ours, like Gamehead Geek, yeah. um, uh, our friend uh, Triune, who was the DM at that time. Mm-hmm. They like doing stuff like that because they're good at improvisation. Uh, and then Gamehead Geek, he just liked it because he always wanted to do an RPG, and yeah. he had a group. You need a good uh, dungeon master, right. someone who can run the game really yes. well. That's I don't right. really know anybody about that, and I have a thing. Like, I, I, I need to at least play a game with one person that I know, just because I'm, I get a little flustered when I'm with the people I don't know. I yeah. try, it's just it's something ingrained in me. Yeah. So, it's hard for me, so... Well, without a hard set of rules, right? Yeah. It's harder for... Like, I, I can't help but think of the, the South Park episode, where it's... Where they were playing Dance Dance Revolution, and and at some point they just said, like dancing without a machine telling you what to do, that's stupid. And that's I can't help but like playing yeah, a yeah, game yeah. without defined rules. Yes, yeah. stupid. Because I, there's another time I, <laughs> I, I like it too. I did case. an RPG um, uh, during RPG Day. They were doing like little hour one shots at RPG Day at the shop at their old place. I, I want to set a pogs. It's somewhere in my storage here because I had the greatest death because dice hate me. I rolled a crit one. Yep. Crit fail. Yep. I love crit fails. Oh man. And that was with advantage. With advantage. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that would be great though. All right. So the next game I'm talking, I'm going to talk about. Speaking of RPGs, mine is a Dungeons and Dragons licensed game, huh. which I recently had bought and I played it with my wife and kids, and it is not an RPG, by the way. Is it the one of the Mayhem it, ones? It's called Dungeon Scrawlers. Oh, okay. Which this, it's not a roll and write. You are... It's is this a the, real is time it, is this the Richard Garfield one? No. Oh, okay. It's a real-time maze game. You are given a maze that's a dungeon, mm-hmm. and you encounter different things in different ways. For example, you always start at the start point. You have a dry erase board and a marker, and you start, and you follow the maze through the hallways... If you go through a wall by accident because you're rushing too much, you get negative points, of course. Uh, because, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. You go through a wall. But, like, a monster, you might have to scribble them out entirely. And then, like, there's certain treasure chests and, and treasures that you have to outline, depending on what they are. There's um, artifact pieces, which have numbers, and you have to put them in order of the correct number okay. to score points. And there's a bunch of different ways to score points. Some are like mushrooms, you just get a point by going through them, you know, but hmm. they're normally in windy tunnels and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like ten different pages, um, and you pick three of them to play. And I was like, hey, kids, like, just come try this. Like, Let's just do the first one mm-hmm. and see what it's like. And they loved it. And even my wife, who doesn't play games with me all that often, she was kind of like, okay, this is this is neat. I like this. I was like, Let, let's do another. And I was like, really? Oh, I mean, 
don't tell me twice. And we we ended up playing the same map, but okay. again, it was a fun little idea. It's cool, and it's not an expensive game. I think it's like twenty five bucks or something. It's really not bad. Uh, Dungeon Scrawlers, absolute blast. If you like mazes in real time and absurd stuff, it does a great job. And of course, like later on, you can do portals. Each different map does different things. Okay. Awesome game, Dungeon Scrawlers. Nice. Uh, so the next one I'm going to talk about is this one is a horror game. Uh, it's based off a movie. It's Prospero Hall uh, property. And I wanted to show this game to my friends specifically for this reason. Because there's a game you and me are going to be playing here in a couple weeks. I've already decided this is going to be my pick. Oh. Uh, And this is Fury of Dracula. Yes. Well, the reason my my wife brought it up to me is like, well, why don't we take it to them? Because she liked the idea of Dracula. I'm like, because you guys have never played this type of game. Right. And I don't want to be teaching that game because it's much more convoluted than for, like, most of these kind of sure. um, hidden betrayer games, I guess you can say. is like hidden movement game. Yeah, four-hour game. And so yep. I was like, I really need to get this off my shelf of shame. I need to get it played. My wife was like, oh, well, why don't you bring it here? I'm like, I don't want to teach you guys this because right. you've never played this style of game. Most of my friends there, I don't know if you have ever. Yeah, you have played this one. What am I talking Fury about? Fury Dracula? Yeah, well, no, but I'm thinking about like a hidden movement. Oh, absolutely. Where... I played one the other day. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about the one I showed them here in a minute, but I wanted to crevice uh, this because Fury Dracula is one of the harder ones yes. because Dracula's playing cards. He's playing certain things while he's trying to run away to get it up to uh, a certain level. I think it's like eight rounds or something yeah. like that. It's a lot of rounds. But you're playing these cards. You're trying to mature these cards for you to escape the hunters and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, let me take this one to our group show you this one, it's much, much simpler than, say, Fury of Dracula. And that one is Jaws. Mm, yes. I took that to them, and we loved it. They adored the mess out of it. And the thing is, is like they were like, well, you don't want to be Jaws? I'm like, I've been Jaws before. Everybody wants to be Jaws. I want to play as a, an actual right. character. Which is a lot I harder, depending on who's Jaws. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played the uh, character for before, because right. it's... I've only played this one other time, and I really enjoyed it. That's why I picked the, the Thresher's hat for today, because I just think it it matches up, and it went down swimmingly. Yeah, That's see awesome. what I did there? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. Uh, uh, my wife made that joke, so I, she said I had to use it on the podcast. Jeez. And did you get mad at me for the jokes? Well, yeah, I'm married to her. I could throw you out. She claims that anyway. You know, <laughs> going. but it went really well. I let my uh, my buddy um, be Jaws. He's like, "Well, if no one wants to be the shark, I'll be the shark." I'm like, "I've been the shark, so it's up to you three. Whoever wants to do this." And so I explained how the game worked, but I specifically was like, "Okay, you two, don't worry about too much right now. I'm going to explain to him how the shark works." Because he has to be playing on his own game. And I explained to him how it works. I did explain to him, these are the powers he holds. Mm-hmm. Because the game tells you if it's your first time, tell everybody what the powers are. And this is what he's doing. So he's got to be moving on the board, but he's got to pay attention to what he's doing. He can only move three spots, but he has cards that allow him to block motion sensors, allow this and that. Yeah. And so and then I explained how we played it. Uh, it's because it's... That's another thing. It's asymmetric. So one person's playing one way while everybody else is playing another way. And so when we started playing it, everybody started like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Uh, the shark player was really, really enjoying it. He's like, oh, 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 I use the power. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Because that's all the information you can give us. He's like, I ate this many people. This is a power. He showed us where he ate the people. But we're not supposed to find him. So we're just sitting there managing, okay, like, well, if he's going over here, then... 
wait, we should stop talking, let him do his action. Once his action is up, then we'll start deciding what we're going to do. What They started catching on. It's like, let's not share our information until after the sharks move. That's right. And so it went down really well. They had a great time with it. And then so we got the shark after he only ate like four people. Uh, mind you, we were using, um, what's his name? The, the hopper. No, hopper's the boat guy. Like Brody, I think, is the sheriff. He was, uh, my wife was closing beaches, so oh, okay. nobody was hitting on that beach. She's like, I'm going to close this beach. All right, well, then he's going to figure out where he's going to go over here. Let's, you go over there, drop your your fish radar. I'll go over here. I'll start shooting these barrels in certain areas. Right. But the, it, it, what looked like we were going to have a bad turn because one of the first cards we turned over, we couldn't even pick up barrels. <laughs> it's like you know how many people he can eat in that time yeah it's luckily enough Probably i had two deal. barrels sitting on my thing i was like okay and then i tagged him with one of them <laughs> and so it went down really well and then we got to the second stage of it and because we stopped him from getting so much we had nine cards for ourselves, and he only had like four for himself for his abilities it it was much more difficult for the shark in the second act uh but yeah it re- went down really well um yeah, to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I can show him Fury Dracula after I play it with you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now that they've, now that they've know what a little bit to experience. Yeah, right? exactly. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't show Fury Dracula to people who've never played this hidden movement style right. game. There's two games I would show. Jaws is one of them. Jaws is probably the simplest one out of mm-hmm. them. Uh, I've never played Mind Management that Illumin has brought up, and I want to. It looks really good. But the other one I would say is Spectre Ops. Emerson Matsushi's version of it is really, really good. I had a great time playing it. That one is probably lengthwise between the two. Fury of Dracula is about three to four hours. Jaws is, eh, it took us about an hour and a half because teaching them. Yeah. But normally it's an hour game. And then um, Spectre Ops can be between 60 to 90 minutes. Not, not that you need it, but uh, Scotland Yard would have been my suggestion because mm. that's just pure, literally like, one guy is hidden, they're moving, you're all zoning in on him based on how he's moving. Not yeah. that he's moving, but how he's moving. Well, the thing I like yeah. about Jaws, though, it kind of allows you to yeah. zone in on the, the shark a little bit more because he's like, okay, we know he's moving. Where is he moving to? Oh, he ate over here. So did he use one of his powers that we know allows him to eat everybody on the beach? Right. Or did he just eat one person at a time and just wasted two of his three actions? So it's kind of cool how that works. And so it allows you to get more information. Right. Well, I mean, Scotland Yard does that as well. Like after you've moved a couple times, there's certain parts where you have to reveal where you were Mm -hmm. three turns ago or something like that. And you're like, oh, Oh, wow. Like, you were there three turns ago, and you took a bus, then you took a train, then you took another bus. Huh. So you could be over here. You could be... Oh, you could be right next to me. Oh, no. It it, it does a really good job of that. Um, The next game I'm going to talk about, speaking of horror games, um, some would consider this a horror game. I played Catan the Dice Game. And... uh, No, actually... So, I like Catan. I haven't played it, so... I, I like Catan. This is a roll and write, quite simply. One but, to four uh, players. Let me rephrase that real quick. I have played Catan. I haven't played the dice game, yeah, so I can't really the make the groan. Right. I can so, still make the groan for Catan. The, why, why do you dislike Catan? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. It just I found it boring. Okay. Well, this is quicker, so <laughs> you might not find it as boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't fundamentally have a problem with the mechanisms, then this isn't bad. Uh, there is no wheeling and dealing, of course. It's just a dice I, game. My only 
issue really for Catan mm-hmm. is it's the luck of the dice. Yeah, you could put yourself in different areas, right? But if the uh, thing that you're expecting to be rolled a lot, like a six, to help you pay for stuff, it's not getting rolled, and you're not getting anything. Right, that engine building is yeah. in nowhere near this dice game. Okay. So <laughs> the way it works, you have six dice, mm-hmm. they have resources, and they also have a gold side. So it's the five main resources from there, and there's also a gold side. Okay. You roll them straight up Yahtzee, up to three, re- two re-rolls total. Three rolls, rolls at, at a time. But then, I like Machikoro quite a bit, actually. Um, but, uh, simple, You if you get a brick and a wood, you can build a road. If you get certain things, you can build a knight. A uh, knight will give you like a bonus resource later on. Okay. If you get two gold, you can trade those two gold in for one resource of your choice. So it's kind of a, like a half wild. So that's kind of cool. Okay. And uh, basically, you just have to build the roads. You can branch off from previously built roads however you want. And uh, if you have any uh, settlements on any of those roads, then you can mark those. You have to go by the, the least valuable one first, and then you can build up from there. And then same with the cities, which are a little harder because they normally branch off around the map. Very simple game. Yeah. Uh, it plays in 15 turns as the first map. There is a second map that's a little more akin to the original style. Okay. But not, not crazy. Um, if you, on your turn, if you don't score anything by busting, you put an X on that turn, your turn is still over for that. Except that's minus two points at the end of the game. Oh, okay. So, but as you build up more and more and more, you're going to get more and more points, too. So, it's... It wasn't bad. I played as a solo thing, which really wasn't a solo game. It was literally just me playing, and then I got 56 points. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing I hate about some of those. Right. Is like, Because right. um, I think uh, Ganshan Clever, or that's pretty clever, is like yes. that. Is like, score as high as you can. Yeah. Or uh, Terraforming Mars, that's their solo play. Score or see, try to beat your yeah, best score. Yeah, beat your score. It, which isn't a solo play, in my opinion. No, it's so. really not. Uh, that's, but it was a good know. way to teach me terraforming Mars. Right, it, I, and that's fine. And so, like, maybe you would like the Catan the Dice game if you if you kind of liked the concept of Catan and you just didn't like some of like the random or the wheeling and dealing and stuff like that. This, I'll say this. this would be a quick, easy fix for that. But the it's not, mechanisms it's not Catans are my problem with the game. I just found it um, very boring. However, Starfarer's a Catan was an amazing game, and I really enjoyed that right. one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Take so that as you will. Yeah, maybe, maybe you would like. But the I, mean, thing. I, I don't think, know. It's like thing fifteen with, minutes. So. Yeah, I think the big thing with the Star Fairs of Catan too is those um, scenarios that come up from time to yeah. time, which makes it fun. So let's talk about my last uh, game that I hear. It's so Platform of Mars, the dice game. Yes. Yes, I uh, backed it. So <laughs> I probably won't. Um, I started with zombies. I'm going to end with zombies. Uh, speaking of Yahtzee style, run, fight, or die. That's right. I really enjoyed this one a lot. I was a little uh, bummed I couldn't play it, because I remember I liked it before. Yeah, no, I had a good time playing it. Um, I ended up losing. I, it's a bit swingy at certain points. Like like I was telling my buddy, for what it is, which is fine, it's just that it's lucky to the point where I took more pot shots at the mutated zombie, and I scored less points than he did, because he got all mm-hmm. the, the two the two pointers. Yep. I, mine was, I got one two-pointer, and the rest were ones. And then he also got some leadership abilities. Uh, so, And then at one point, I had a follower who only let me roll five of the six dice. So there was that issue, too. But it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I still had a good time. Like I said, it's just it's very lucky. It's very swingy. But that's what you're going to get from a dice game. Uh, I love the fact that you can mitigate the zombies this way you don't get hits. Because if you die, you die. 
mm-hmm. player elimination. There's that there thing, too. Uh, we were joking with him before he had to leave that we were going to make him the soccer mom um, <laughs> because uh, he was late to game night because he had to take care of uh, your kid was in tennis, right? Yep. Right. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, you should play the soccer mom because that's why you were late today. Mm-hmm. And so we randomize it, and he still somehow ended up getting the soccer mom before he had to leave. Yep. So that was pretty cool, uh, but the, the game was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was quick. Uh, the turns were quick, anyways. The game itself wasn't all that quick because it's like either you got to kill the zombie or all players eliminate, but one I think it is, and then the other one is if someone finds the end of the line thing. And we found the end of the line. That's how we ended up in it. It's like one at uh, the bottom third of the deck or something like that. So it just depends on the locations where it gets found. But I had a really good time with it. I love. I really, really love that Yahtzee mechanism where you mm-hmm. just you roll, you keep your one. But that with this one, if like there was bad things, you have to keep them, and then that just adds more zombies into your your group. But yeah, no, it's it's a great game. It's not something I'll go pick up myself, but I had a blast playing it. Awesome. Run, fight, or die. And I started with the dice game. I'm going to end with the dice game as well. Marvel Dice Masters. I have played. Dice Thrones? Dice Throne. <laughs> Marvel Dice Throne. I'm used to, I've played Dice Masters before. Yeah. Marvel Dice Throne, uh, which you have somewhere around here? No? Uh, it is... Uh, it's down at the bottom of there with my other Marvel stuff. Right back here? It's right behind you. Yeah, so Marvel Dice Throne is a Dice Throne version with Marvel, of course. No surprise there. It's fully compatible with, with regular right Dice the, Throne. Yeah. I have all of the regular Dice Throne, with the exception of the two that hasn't been released fully yet, which hopefully will be soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, you have it, it just hasn't been Right, out. exactly. And, uh, thank you, Bio, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. And, <laughs> and now I have all eight characters from Marvel Dice Throne, so I can play an Exactly the game. one we were talking about, yeah. Santa versus Krampus. Santa versus Krampus, which looks awesome. I like this game a lot. I've bought mul- multiple versions of it. I have the adventure version, which I haven't played yet, but I really want to. Um... It's just a solid game. It's Magic the Gathering meets Yahtzee. Yeah, pretty much. If you like both those games, you're going to like this. It's awesome. I don't know. have anything more to say about it. Other than do not play it four players. Yeah, I mean, it's really a two-player game. Yeah, it, it's fine four players. You're just playing on teams. But uh, honestly, for me, it's a two-player game. If that's a sweet spot, that's right. where you should play it. There, there was one version I saw. It's a King of the Hill. Well, uh, it's the, that's the three-player version. The three-player version. Mm-hmm. And I like what it does. You can attack either other player you want, mm-hmm. but the one who is it, if you attack them, you get to draw a card as a bonus as well. But then you become it. Yeah. So that just naturally encourages people to spread out the... No, I, I, I actually like that aspect of it, and I want to try to do yeah. that three-player rule in a four-player game because I think it would work pretty well. Right. But I, when work. you're doing the four-player teams aspect of yeah, it, it's yeah, too long. It's too long. Yep. Uh, and the thing is, is like, oh, by the way, you're a four-player t- uh, team. You're sharing the health. You so it's fifty points for it's basically twenty-five points per player. Mm-hmm. But that's still too long because in the three-player game, the King of the Hill, I think it drops it to like thirty-five uh, health points per player. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Yeah. So I have to try it on that aspect. I really love it at two. It's fine at four. It's not great. It doesn't sing for me at four. Right. No, I I only play it exclusively as a two-player game. Yeah, it's just too long, as our friend Illumina said. Yeah, I agree. But I like the game a lot. Who did you play when you played it? I played it with a patron at our shop. No, Um, I'm talking about the character. 
Oh, um, I was Miles Morales Spider-Man. That's a good one. Yeah. I really like that one a lot. I, I had a lot of fun. And he ended up playing with, I want to say Scarlet Witch. And it was down to like, was it Scarlet Witch? I think it's Black Widow. I don't think Scarlet Witch is in this no, one. No, Scarlet Witch is in it. Maybe. That's a superhero, right? Because that's, yeah. that's the one that he played. I remember Scarlet was in it. Well, I know there's Black Widow, but I, honestly, I haven't played with all the characters. Yeah. I played with Miles Morales, he, and I played with... That was a difficulty four out of six. Oh, yeah. And I played with Spider-Man, which I think was a three out of six. And he was a brand new player. He'd never played Dice Throne before. And I was down to one life. <laughs> or I got him down to one life, and he won. And it was a really close, epic game. I'm glad, and then he ended up going and buying a copyright then and there. So uh, and it, it's yes. really good. It's not super expensive either. Um, no, the four players is about you, fifty bucks. And what I like about it too is uh, Dice Throne is a great game by yes. itself. Yeah, but mm, they have generic player or things in there. I know they did really well, and they did some cool stuff yeah, like sure. the Gunslinger, the Samurai. I think is what his name is. Yeah. Stuff like that. They're great. But having the Marvel license on it is going to sure. get more people into it. Because, exactly. Yeah, and so it's really good for them. And they'd be like, oh, this is really good. Let me try these other characters. Props to the op for knowing yeah. that, too. Like, they're taking good games and putting popular licenses license on, on them. them. It's a brilliant idea. But yeah. that was my last game that I wanted to talk about. Marvel Dice Stone. Go get a copy. It's awesome. Yeah, no, great game. Great choice. Cool. All right, moving on to Yumacon. We were I feel there. Like we should have a transition like song <laughs> or something. We need. To fi- I'll, I'll eventually figure that out and see if I can put together a video for us. Just as a transition should, title. Yeah. But um, yeah, Yumacon. We're gonna do a review of Yumacon now. So Yumacon, as if it wasn't obvious already, and I apologize for interrupting you. It, if it wasn't obviously already, it's from Yuma, Arizona. This, yeah, and then. Um, Again, reference, you saw the video uh, the prior week, or, yep. or listened to the audio podcast where we did the Top 8 debate. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got to edit it, though. <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. You got this. Yeah. Uh, but um, we were in Yuma. doing. We did a live show there, as well as all the other things. And so what we're going to talk about is just the entire trip. Yeah. Because that was a blast. It was three of us. It was you, me, and your business partner, Jim, our mutual friend, Jim. Yep. Um, because you were going there for your business. That's right. So I co-own a business called Clue to You. We are a mobile escape room business. And they saw us at a different convention and decided... That would me and you. Yep, that you and me were running. And they thought it would be a good idea. This was our first convention where they paid us flat, and we ran it completely free as an attraction, yeah. which we had never done before. And that, that um, was the best thing to do. It was fantastic. like Because one of the big problems with charging per person is when people buy tickets to go to an, uh, an event like this, mm-hmm. they very rarely spend more for additional events. Yeah, They assume that it's included with it. And that's a little tricky because we have to you know, pay for us to be there yeah, and justify that somebody, whole yeah. thing. And the props to Yumicon and the event coordinators for it is that they wanted us to just be as an attraction. So they paid, they were like, how much does it take to, to run it as an mm-hmm. event? Run as many as you can. And we agreed to bring in both of our experiences, our pirate themed and our conspiracy theory themed. Mm-hmm. And we had this big, beautiful booth. Uh, it was partitioned in the middle. And we had one experience on each side of that. And we had a sign-up sheet. Come sign up. First come, first serve. Come run the escape rooms. Fantastic time. And what's nice about that, too, is that um, for you to do that, I had to be there to help you guys no matter what. And, and the thing is, we're yeah. doing a panel. This way, you guys don't have to worry about yes. 
stopping what you're doing, watching the players, and then going taking care of like people who are trying to sign up. I right. basically ran the booth while you guys ran the thing. So right. exactly. it was it, it just made things so much easier to go by. And it's just I had a blast just doing that. I didn't even have to run any of the things yeah. and I just you had were a great a wonderful time. volunteer and it was because, appreciated. No, but I'm just sitting there like I enjoy talking to all the people, mm-hmm. explaining all the things. Why'd you move that over? Oh, no reason. Okay, that's so weird, but sure. But anyways, it was uh, it was a good time. But starting off with, it is a smaller con in Yuma, Arizona. Uh-huh. What's really interesting about this con, though, when um, we were talking about it, is that it's run by the city. The city is what brought everybody in. So yes. it's the the people that work for the city is like, hey, let's go out there and do this. Um, one of the the people that got us in there, they found us at the Tucson Comic Con. Yes, while we were sitting under the stairs like gremlins. <laughs> And so I thought that was pretty neat. They're like, okay, we want you. And it was funny how that worked in that aspect because she's like, this is an escape room and it's mobile? That's kind of cool. And then you're like, oh, yeah, and me and my buddy over here do a podcast too. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> and so the fact that not only did we uh, get your business uh, set up over there, they uh, actually help you with a city business license as well yep. to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Then we did a panel too. So, yep. <laughs> Which was our first live episode for it, our podcast. Yeah, it was kind of great, uh, crazy. Yeah, it was good fun. And so let's talk about the drive. Uh, we went on a Friday. It is a seven and a half hour officially drive from our local town in southern New Mexico to Yuma, Arizona, which I found it is almost the exact same amount of time from here to uh, Puerto Panasco mm-hmm. in Mexico. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> found it out is... it's almost the same. And it's not bad. It, no, it was um, great. It was a fine drive. Uh, we got to stop in Tucson. Yeah, we we had lunch in Tucson. We went back to the Guadalajara Grill. Guadalajara uh, the, Grill. The the, the mm. food was good. We were a little sad because they didn't have the yeah. uh, the salsa made during lunch hour. Right. They they <laughs> they have table made salsa. They are not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we were very. We talked about this on our Tucson yeah. trip. They they do table side salsa. I guess it's for dinner. Yeah. I'm assuming. And we were a little sad that when they brought up a cup of salsa, we're like, but. But we I see the car right there. Like, can, can we make it? Like, <laughs> it was so good. Like, hey, and don't get me wrong; the salsa wasn't that was bad. It, it was, was good. it was it better was fresh though when they made it like right. Yeah, in front there was of something us. like it was it was worth writing home about. Yeah, and exactly. We absolutely would have. Um, the food was still great though. Yeah, and then we went the rest of the, the way. Tortillas though, we, man. When we got there. I remember the entire time leading up to this convention, we were just struggling to find anything that we could think of to do. Mm-hmm. And there was multiple people I had met from Yuma where I'd spent time there, and I'm like, hey, like, what, what's there to do? And they're like, um, there's an Italian place like downtown. It's, it's pretty good food. Yeah. That's about it. And so we were kind of like, man, we're just going to like show up and be bored, probably. <laughs> And you part know, of me was thinking, is like, well, at least we got hotel rooms so I can go sleep. Yeah, we can go sleep, I guess. We'll be well-rested. Well and then halfway through the trip, I was like, man, we're just, all we're going to be doing is running escape, our escape room for the convention and then nothing else outside. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and I immediately like went, hey, guys, let's see if there's an escape room there. And so halfway through, uh, we started l- researching. Turns out there is an escape room downtown. Yeah, down so, near where the Italian place was. Yeah, near where the Italian place was. Which, by the way, we never ate at. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, it, I've heard great things, but the only time we had a chance, there was like a 25-minute wait, and we didn't have a 25-minute time. No, and it's funny, because uh, when we go down there um, to do it, first off, we check into our hotel room after mm-hmm. after we find it. 
bought the tickets while we were on the road yeah. for the, the, escape, the escape room. room. Okay, we're okay. going at like 7.45. Yeah. And so we get to the escape room or uh, to the hotel. We're like, okay, well, we might have a little bit of time. Maybe we can go set up at the con. We run into someone else who was there as a guest of the con. And they're like, hey, are they still open for us to set up? Well, they were about 10 minutes ago. We had just missed it yeah. by 10 minutes when we barely. pulled in. Yeah, it was that long drive. But, you know, it was all right. So we ended up uh, going and, and, and to the, like, the escape room. That hour and a half at <laughs> getting food. Yeah, and yeah, we spent about an hour and a half getting food, right? No, it was it was good fun. But when we got to when we got there, we stopped at a place real quick to grab a snack before the escape room called mm-hmm. Lutz Casino. And it's not an actual casino. I guess it used to be. It used to be. A casino, it's like yeah. one of their historic areas. Yeah. Um, and it's and, downtown. There's a lot of cool historic areas there. Yeah, it was really neat. We went there. Uh, great environment we're like man we're coming back here probably tomorrow yeah let's let's had a milkshake there was really good yeah the milkshake seemed good the food seemed nice i just needed water that's all yeah because it was really hot in yuma of course right it was ridiculously hot was it that day that we walked around downtown or was it yes yeah so before we went to loot casino we decided you know what let's just walk around downtown see the different things here we went to that random bookstore yeah there was a bookstore there (laughs) um and oh man that it was so weird. The, as soon as we parked, like the the per, there's an elderly person in a, the back of a truck with a piles of books, and he just looks at us. None of you are doctors, are you? <laughs> and we just look at each other like, do we look like doctors? I mean, I technically was an EMT, but but yeah, I don't know. Like he was like, oh, I just bought a bunch of uh, medical books to sell. We're like, cool, okay. And we walked in, and then he followed shortly after. Apparently, he owned the bookstore. Like, okay. Okay. Then we noticed one problem with the bookstore. Cash only. Cash only. So it was like, okay. All right. All right. Cool. Some cash. It's fine. And then, so I looked up, and I found a couple of board games. And they were just like charades. Yeah, there wasn't. wasn't too crazy. Yeah. And I asked him. I was like, sir, I saw those ones, but do you have any other board games? Because sometimes used bookstore will have it. Yeah. And he just looks, and he was like, I forgot I had those. I was like, okay, well, that answered that question, didn't it? <laughs> it, it, it was, it, it was so not not the the detract from the store. It had some really cool stuff in there. It had some really classic. Yeah. Uh, we won't like say the books. name of it, but yeah, I don't even know the name of it. I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'll uh, remember it. it. It it was just it was a bit in disrepair. It kind of looked uh, very dusty. Well, it was not just dusty. It kind of looked like the best way to describe it is a hoarder's house. It is. Not trashy per se, but there was just stuff everywhere. There was multiple shelves you couldn't get to. Yeah, you literally would have to go all the way around and then come around a different section. And then even then, you couldn't get to the shelf like behind all the other stuff. And there's just boxes everywhere. Had some really neat books. Had some decent DVDs. Mm -hmm. Nothing like I could buy because I didn't have cash on me at the time. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then the further back you get, the more like stuff looks like it's falling off the ceiling. Yeah, the du- there's cobwebs in the everywhere. Books. Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there were spiders in a corner. Yeah, like literally from one bookcase to another bookcase, there's a big giant spider web. Yeah, with a it's like a daddy long leg. It's not something dangerous, yeah, it's but fine. But not <laughs> something that's awesomely welcoming to. Potential customers, right? Well, and then of course, when you go around one bookshelf, there's a stack well, of things. I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring those those magazines up, <laughs> but you don't want kids seeing, and you right. don't want kids possibly come in the store. It is right. out in the open, and, it, and the thing is, it's like it was right behind where the records were. So right. me and our friend Jim were looking at the records, and I'm like, I wonder what's over here. 
Never mind. All right, we're going to turn around <laughs> to the other one. Uh, yeah, and then we had a very interesting conversation with the person. Which we're not going to get into it, but yeah. yeah. Um, so we felt uncomfortable, so we left. Then we went to do the escape room. Um, that place. No, is we called... did other stuff downtown too. Uh, yeah, we we walked. I loved looking all at the all the historical buildings, yes, stuff like that, because were like cool. right across from where the bookstore is their old post office. Yes, and so it was cool seeing that because they still have like the classic cages for the post office yeah. and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that. And then there's the bank and the old hotel room or hotel down the street. Yep. Which, by the way, this was the first time that either of us and here. our friend had ever been to Yuma. Uh, we should also mention the fact that you guys tried to go see the border. Yeah, we, well, we will. That, that's coming up. <laughs> but that was that, that day before yeah. we went downtown. It was that uh, Friday before we I went said, downtown. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So we ended up, uh, we found out, <laughs> me and my friend, my partner, uh, he, we love just like absurd stuff. And we found out that next to Yuma is the northernmost point of Mexico. Pretty insignificant, but kind of cool. Geographically, it's like, that's a made-up line that is significant. And so we we drove around uh, up to the north end of Yuma to get to there. And I was this telling them. This was the them, first time uh, our friend had been to California, yeah. too. And I was telling you guys, like, uh, I don't think it's a good idea to go right now. But you you didn't have that reasoning. But as soon as we got there to the one road that, that goes down near the border and then you can see the point, um, that was a Friday night. Mind you, I thought it was more of an interstate as, than a two-lane road. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a Friday night. Like about 5 p.m. or so, uh, maybe a little later. Actually, it's like 6, six something time, like that, yeah. right? Uh, but it was, everyone was heading back home to Mexico. Yeah. And there was about a mile long checkpoint. Yeah, because they wanted to get to the parking lot for they can see and look at the northernmost point right. of Mexico. You know, it's a roadside attraction. It's, and we it, like it's stuff interesting like for them. I'm like, I've been to Mexico. It's not really right. that cool to me. I've too. You know, I've, I've partied in Mexico, all right? I, I've been, well, sorry. <laughs> let me tell you, you know, I've been to Mexico three times, and it's not it's not the significance <laughs> of going, I wasn't going there to be a tourist. I was just going to see I a know, you, you wanted to see something cool. Yeah, and that's not something that I mean, there's only one northernmost point of Mexico, right? And that was the one. And it was funny because I was telling them once we got that line, I'm like, guys, we need to, we need, we need to go because yeah, <laughs> and we we waited for about a minute. We're like, yeah, the line was so. not moving. Yeah. I just feel bad that that was still our friend's only we time that he's ever been to California, California, and he never stepped stepped a foot out of the. We car. joked about dragging him to the casino that's right, right there, but we never went back to there because <laughs> exactly. honestly, we were tired for most of that weekend. Exactly. So that the escape room. Let's talk about the escape room. It's called Escape Yuma, I think, mm-hmm. or the Escape Room Yuma, something like something that. like that. Yeah, it's downtown. Um, we signed up for the first experience that that we saw that we there, there was two mind experiences you, we, that we were both very excited about. Mind you, we looked to see if there was other things to do, and then we realized no, it's like there's not really much not. else at Yuma. Yeah. So we signed up for two different experiences. Yes. So and one was spur of the moment, but yeah. we signed up for the first one, which was uh, Leonardo da Vinci theme, mm-hmm. yeah. which. I love Leonardo da Vinci a lot. I think that's a great theme. I was really stoked when we did it, and we got in there, and it was not a very linear one. Yeah, no, um, it was like all over the... Well, which is It was fine. more linear than the second one, which we'll talk about. But when we did it, um, you know, we are finding artifacts that might have pertained to him, different puzzles. Of course, there were some ciphers. I was half expecting our mutual friend to look up at the cipher on the wall and just go, okay, yeah, this is what it says. And yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> say it out. 
Uh, but no, it, they did a better job of masking the code a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we ended up solving it with a total of two minutes remaining. Something like that. Yeah, and we were pretty stoked. We are like, yeah, we beat it. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. And that's designed for up to three people. So we did half as many as it's suggested for. Yeah. And, um, six people. Six yeah. people, yeah. Uh, we did it for half as many as it was suggested. And we still beat it, which is good for us. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, the thing about it, we were talking with the the girl who was running it for us, mm-hmm. and she was like, we were asking about like all the other ones because we were interested in doing another thing, and she gave you what you consider like one of the best compliments for escape rooms, where she was like, and she was explaining like, okay, this was built for six people, and this one's built for this many people, right. and then like her is like they have one that's called like the bomb squad, which is like their big party one that's built for ten yes. people. You guys would be fine. Yeah, you guys would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're not worried about you. Yeah, it's like you guys could probably handle that one, which is pretty good. And then, of course, we then told the patron that was working there yep. about how we're running the escape room, which she was later a customer, <laughs> which is awesome. We're so glad that she was able to do that. And she really enjoyed it, and too. very much enjoyed it. So it's like, she when she was done, she was like, this gives me some really neat ideas for for upcoming, you know, things. Yeah. And so she was kind of like, wow, like, next escape room they make, they're like, they yeah. might steal yeah, some they might ideas, be. which is totally cool. Because well, you were looking awesome. at all theirs, like, I want to do something yeah, like that. Like, I, don't I, like that one. I like that one. I don't like that one. <laughs> I, I will say this. Mind you, we did too, and we haven't talked about the other one, and we'll right. talk about it a little bit. I liked some of the puzzles in the first one more than the second yes, one. I, I love between the, the two, theme I like of the, the second one, one better. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I like the second one better because I like the theme more. Yes. It felt more interesting to me. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about the second one after. Yeah. And then, now, one of the cool things that they did there, which we had never thought of before, is they offer t-shirts that you can buy that says, I escaped uh, the but you can only, room, but you can only buy it only if you escape. And which that is a day. Cool little, and, and that day, yeah. Like, as soon as you're leaving, that's the only time you're allowed to buy it, which I like that idea a lot. And so... Uh, we, you know, I bought one. Yeah. And so I tried. friend. Yeah, they didn't have your size, but, you know. Well, one, they didn't have my size, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll just buy one and let my wife use it as a sleep shirt or something like that. They didn't have that one either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you guys bought the last two. Probably. <laughs> we were, other than like a, ch- like a youth. Yeah, small youth small. Yeah. It, yeah, so, oh well. But <laughs> I like that idea. That was fun. Yeah. And no. they did some, some things that were a little different too, but overall, very positive experience. Oh, great. Let's uh, jump forward now. To Saturday. To Saturday. We woke up nice and early, got to the event center, um, unloaded our stuff, loaded up, got the con- got the hall ready. Mind you, uh, don't forget about all the crap we were giving each other, and then our fight with the ants in that morning. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Yes. The, um... So... There was a freaking colony of ants. So we, we go to bed. We park under, what is it, Oleanders or something like that? Something. Some bush. Because they're having like, some sort of construction. Uh, sure. Uh, the thing about... There's the, like a big, like... Uh, Unicorn put us up in the hotel. So yes. it was a nice hotel. It wasn't anything bad. Yeah. It was, a, it was a Best Western. Really nice beds. Yeah. But they're doing some construction there. So there wasn't a lot of parking space. So yeah. where we were at and our other friend, because we also paid for an extra room. Right. He was at a different park, not that far from us. Yeah. But, um, all right, well, he, we dropped him off, parked the car, and had yeah, to park a rooms. little bit away from us to go to our rooms, go to sleep. Nothing nothing big. Yeah, nothing that you would expect anything to happen here in New Mexico. Yeah, they go and decide to give us uh, some nice breakfast. They had, like, a little nice uh, breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, this is great. We got fed. We're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, our mutual go. friend goes back to his room to get everything ready because we left all the equipment in his room, mm-hmm. and we're going to come pull the car over. Yeah. First thing we do, we get in the car, both of us are like, wait a minute, the dashboard is <laughs> <It's> moving. moving. 
And there are hundreds of ants all along the inside. It um, was, they found every opening and every seam. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was, it was, it, was crazy. A, it was literally a colony of ants because we found the queen. Yeah, exactly. We found it. You killed it. Yeah, I and sprayed then, it with... Uh... And thankfully my wife had, because we were using my wife's vehicle, she had spray mosquito spray, uh, mosquito repellent. The Centronella, yeah. And so I was like, well, I don't know. Let's try it. And I just sprayed a pile of them and they died. So I'm like, okay, good enough. <laughs> like, I don't, like, we're going to fill the car with fumes. We're going to wait. Hundreds and hundreds of ants. To the point we were still getting a little bit here yeah. and there. Um, I saw one the other week, <laughs> like a week after. There was at least one or two that I found in the car. Side. Oh man, it was ridiculous. And, and so we were stressed at that point. And we were like, just... they kept popping up out of nowhere. And and my friend, he starts complaining. Uh, our mutual friend, he starts complaining. He's like, well, you know, I don't think you're supposed to spread this stuff. I'm like, dude, would you rather have ants? <laughs> like, say what you will. I don't care. But if you saw the horrors we saw... Trust me, I hated the smell, too, because, you know, yeah, the allergies and stuff like that. It's not good for you. It's not... It wasn't designed <laughs> to be a At that point, I'd rather have an asthma attack than an allergy <laughs> right. attack from ants. Exactly. I was, I was like, I don't think I'm allergic to ants. I'm not going to find out. I am really allergic to ants, so... Yeah, so. Not a severe allergy, but I'll swell <laughs> up, and a hundred of them are just going to make me have, like, a giant blob for an yeah. arm. And we were and we were constantly just like like bickering at each other. It was like, dude, now's not the time, bro. I, yeah. just, I will run this car off the road right now. We had our windows <laughs> down and helped it with the smell. And I yeah. think a big part of it is that him and me didn't have our coffee. Yet. No, but speaking of coffee, we ended up going to uh, Dutch Bros, which is the one that we all mutually agreed on. On that intersection, there is a Dutch Bros, a Starbucks, and, and a, a Dunkin' all on the same intersection. Yeah. Within spitting distance of each other. It was amazing, and we had <coughs> we had very very friendly baristas. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, the they're they're broristas. I think yeah, they're broristas. Yeah, regardless of what they are, yeah, they're they're genuinely nice people. Um, their tea is awesome. I like their tea a lot. Uh, I found that their cold brew is really good. If you ask for no milk in it, just get the soft top. Yep, yep, good stuff. So um, yeah, we just love the humor in that. We went down towards the convention center, and before we got there. There was a high school, <laughs> which cracked me up because as soon as I saw that, um, there was they they were like getting ready for a football game or whatever, and it was the Kofa High School, K O F A, and they decided to name their team the Kings, which if you say it fast enough, they were the Kofa Kings. <laughs> Please don't demonetize us, YouTube. <laughs> But it, yeah, Kofa. We're Kings. not even monetized. We don't have to worry about That's true. that. That's we true. just don't want them to suppress us. Yeah, <laughs> the Kofa Kings, and I couldn't help but think, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> who who approved that? But the without thing is, saying it out loud, from everything I've seen <laughs> at other places where we were, they've been that name since like the '60s and yes. '70s. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing, and that, that's been a long-running joke. So my thing is, I don't know if it's pronounced Kofa, then. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny, don't get me wrong, but they might pronounce it like Kofa or something Kofa, like that. Kofa, yeah. Sure, could be. It's still funny. I don't care. And we <laughs> never asked people, so... Yeah. The, the event center that they had, it was a pretty nice it's event It's their civic center, yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, uh, right next to a golf course and a baseball field and yeah. a really nice park. Yeah, good, good the, location. Because that park, we were driving by, it had, like, the whole... Where it's like a walking trail, and along mm -hmm. the walking trail, there's all the, the exercise, like, the exercise machinery yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it was a good general time. 
Uh, it was hot. I think it was 100 degrees out or 99. Uh, we were inside all the time, so it didn't matter. Lo- yeah, no, it was, it was a nice. really, really hot uh, time. I think we hit triple digits all three days we were there or yeah. close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in October, by the way. Yeah, yeah, the first week of October. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was ridiculous. But what was nice about it is that when they were set, letting you set up, it was, they let you, hey, just park there, bring your stuff in, and just park. And so, but... It sucked when we were setting up. Mind you, it's what, like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's mm-hmm. already 90-some-odd degrees. <laughs> we're trying to drag everything out. It was something, but overall, <laughs> no. good time. Um, what do you think about the convention itself? Like, so, the vendors? As for the convention, it is a smaller one. So mm-hmm. we had to do our setup. We After we did the setup, we did the whole walk around because everybody else was setting up. People Four or five aisles at most. Yeah. Um, I really like the people that are around us, at least the, the ones across. We talked to them towards the end yeah. of the day. They're really cool. Virtual reality. Yeah, group. they did a virtual reality, and they're going to be setting something up downtown, apparently, from what I was talking yeah. to them about. Um, so check them out if you're in downtown Yuma. They're mm-hmm. really cool people. Uh, as well as, there was some really cool stuff there. It wasn't as big as like the Tucson Comic Con, where you had a lot oh, more interesting yeah. artwork. I really liked the people that were behind us that did mm-hmm. the... The, Custom uh, shadow boxes. Yeah, those were stuff. really nice. Yeah. I, I was tempted to buy one, and then it was sold by the time uh, I went around to see if there was anything I want. I wanted to get the Donkey Kong one. Yeah, yeah that one was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, overall, like there wasn't too much that I really wanted to buy just because I don't tend to buy stuff at the mm-hmm. conventions. But I did see a board game there that they were advertising. Yeah, that was, that the, was neat. The bad guys. The boys. The boys, yeah. The boys, the board game, I guess, is based off of the comic, not the show. Yeah. But I guess they're so similar. The, the show is pretty it. much off the comic, it, too. It looked fun. Um, I read some reviews. It seemed okay. But overall, yeah. it seemed like a fine deal. And they yeah. genuinely nice people who were running the booth. So that was cool. What I found interesting is the... And it's not a knock to Yuma. They probably don't have a big thing there. We're a board game podcast, so we do have to talk about this. Is the persons that they, they had to run the game room itself for, like, yeah. the board games and stuff like that. Um they weren't selling board games there. They were just right. having like magic. They had Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Right. They had Pokemon cards and some pops. That's there were the a few booths that that we did see that had stuff like there was a couple board games. Yeah, but mainly did. stuff like Flux and yeah, which is fine. Uh, I mean, the people that were running the board game room weren't selling board games, which right. is concerning the sense i never really got to go look what was in the board yeah game i went once and i saw only like a couple small groups and it was interesting because they had like a bunch of tournaments advertised one was right. a pokemon tournament and the other one was a magic gathering tournament and there was a board game tournament but we couldn't find out the information what board game was going to be the right. board game tournament so it was a that was probably and mind you this is not a board gaming con so you can't expect right. too much but I mean, Tucson Comic Con did really well in that aspect. I've seen other cons. Um, El Paso Comic Con does well because they get um, Game Vault to run theirs. Yep. So it's just like, I understand that uh, they probably don't have like a big community out there. Sure. But it, it's just, it was a little bit disappointing for me as a board gamer. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, overall, the convention seemed to be pretty pretty well received. We had more than 58 people, I yeah, think, 58 attempt people. the escape yeah. rooms. Um, only about 25% of them won, maybe, Which is depending on about average. That's about average. Okay, I do have to make mention of this one thing, though. That one group of little girls, the middle yeah, schoolers. Yeah, there were some middle schoolers that, that played ours. They, first off, they were adorable. <laughs> they were funny. 
They made me laugh every time they were there. Yeah. They tried your hardest one first. Yes. And they immediately signed up to be the first ones your next day. Which was awesome, because they didn't beat it, uh, but they weren't discouraged. So (laughs) bravo to them, right? And the fact they're like, well, we're going to be back here the next day. So they're like, can we sign up for next uh, tomorrow? The very first first one. one, Yeah. For the other one, uh, because the... The uh, Yardbeard, which is your pirate-themed one, is mm-hmm. six players. So yes. they had six players then. And then the next time, they had, like, the four players for the mm-hmm. briefcase. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were funny. And they were actually, you know, they weren't even, like, board game fans, from what we could tell. Yeah. But they were some of the people who showed up to our podcast last time. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were kind enough to Google... Uh, uh, board games for Google, us. Google board games and then vote so on which you, one the artists So you hear us where he, uh, in the part of the podcast <laughs> where he's like, Google it, Google it. You Google it. You see <laughs> what I mean. And then we need your opinion on it later. <laughs> Because it's all subjective. And they're like, oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, it's not good looking at all, sir. <laughs> it was really a funny interaction. Uh, and then their 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 um, guardians were pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met one of their grandmothers, and they were super cool. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, at the end of it, it was hilarious. They volunteered to work for our booth the following year. I'm like, we're, we're creating escape room fans. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, this it, was, it was really cool. I, yeah. I wanted to give them a little shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast, I don't know, uh, you middle school kids, you're awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you I, for joining us. There's a shine-up sheet with their name on it, but I can't because of 58 people. Yeah. We saw 58 people that day. Well, we saw a lot more than 58, but, <laughs> well, we, but I mean, we directly uh, interacted directed with 58 15. people. and. So, and the next thing I want to talk about was we talked about the cosplayers. I t- we talked about our neighbors. I really, really enjoyed our, uh, the people that were right across from us and right behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, just at, especially towards the end of Sunday, just talking with them for like the last yeah. hour or so, uh, which was really nice because it was, it died down. We talked about lot, cruises and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just had a really good time about it. They were really cool people. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about on Saturday other than after the con. Yeah. Uh, after the con, I mean, we, we finished up at about six o'clock. Yeah. Um, we took down what we needed to take. Yep. We immediately ran downtown to, um, uh, well actually, so yes, on Saturday, let's talk about one of the events that happened. Um, anybody of you who play escape rooms, please do not tear pieces off of the Oh, yes. Oh my God. We had somebody, and I won't name names or anything because I don't remember. Yeah, but. But they... One of our I have never seen Jim. <laughs> he was so re- meaningfully upset. Like I, and no, I, I get why he was upset. I've just never him. seen him that upset no, before. No, neither had I. Uh, that was scary in a way because <laughs> one of ours is in a uh, briefcase, right? Uh, that's not too much spoilers going yeah. off because we show that off. Well, they it's called a briefcase. Tore off part of the inside liner, looking for a prop, and like straight up picked up. And then he told me the interaction with them after. They're like, yeah. oh, uh, you know, like, yeah, about I that. Hard. Uh, sometimes yeah. I get too excited. Ha, ha, ha. Silly me. Yeah. And never apologized. And we're like, you're a monster. <laughs> Bro, how dare you it? They even tell you, yeah, I've ran yeah. the briefcase. We even said there are things you don't have to force open. Yes. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't come off easily, it's, it's not, not supposed to come, come off. off. Yeah. And and so we had a frantic night of running to Home Depot. Well, that was after <laughs> after the escape room, but we had to run to Home Depot and buy. We had to find out what could glue fabric to metal to metal aluminum. Yeah, not just normal metal aluminum. aluminum. Apparently, there's a double setting epoxy that works quite well, and that bravo to the company that makes that epoxy. <laughs> I never thought that was possible to glue fabric to aluminum. 
But we found it. I also did like his jerry rig because I was telling him we're probably going to need clamps to get it down there. (laughs) He sends us his picture late at night. Like after he's figuring it out. And at first like he was kind of like propping stuff up at an angle. And then he just sent us a text that said, shh, don't tell anybody. And he's using the hotel hangers, the clips that are on it to clamp it down. (laughs) Hilarious. And it worked really really well. It was amazing. Oh, so good. Um, but that second night of escape room, uh, we went to back to Lutz. Yeah, had a great meal. Oh, that food was there. Food was so good. So what's interesting about Lutz is there's no combos or anything. You have to pay for everything individually. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting a patty melt with onion rings. Right. Um, I believe you got like a grilled cheese. I got a grilled cheese, a hot dog, and fries. Fries, and our mutual friend got a burger and fries. Yeah. No tater tots. He got tots. Yeah, he got tater tots. That food was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, the the patty melt was fine. Uh, honestly, where they really made it up, like their main courses, they're fine. Their French fries, I heard, were really good. Their their French their fries onion rings were amazing. Mm-hmm. Our friend says those were some of the best tater tots he's had in a yeah. while. So when yeah, it comes to frying stuff, being hungry, but <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, we were starving. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. But you only you're the only other person to eat. That, that whole time. And you had a bubble waffle. No, that was Sunday. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, it wasn't on Saturday. Like none of us really ate. No, none of us ate on... Um, that whole day. Yeah, because we didn't even find the... the um... Mind you, we were still full from breakfast, too. Because that, that, that breakfast in the morning... Uh, first day was like... It was waffles. I had a... Myself, I had yogurt, uh, cheesy eggs, potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, a heavy serving of sa- sausage... So, yeah, we had a lot of food, and then plus the big coffees and stuff like that. So I wasn't hungry till like, towards the end of the con. And when we went to Lutz, right. I didn't even finish my food. No. That, no. I was hungry, and even then I didn't finish my food because they give you a heaping serving. And it wasn't no. super expensive. Basically, the price I paid for my meals, a combo at, say, like Denny's or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. No. Yeah. And then, then we went to do the second escape room, mm-hmm. which was Prohibition-themed. Oh, uh, that one, that one was fun. Though I, my one gripe about that one is just it didn't have a variety. It was all just like locks. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a lot of, and there was it was less linear, which they had warned us about, yeah. which is fine. Um, there was, a, it always cracks me up whenever I do this because we, I, me and my partner have done enough escape rooms that we every once in a while this same event will happen mm-hmm. where we will solve a puzzle and we're like, okay, cool, we got this answer for this, and we. And we set it down, write down the answer for it, and then we solve another puzzle, which tells us how to solve that one that we had already solved. <laughs> yeah. And I absolutely did that. I found We one. did that twice in that one. Yes. I found one. I was like, okay, cool. This is uh, 058. Ready to go. I'm just making up a number. I don't know if it is. Well, yeah, well, then, it, was, it dealt with like, okay, uh, yeah. we got that done, and then you're like, okay, this is... Oh, this is yeah. the one we just did. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I was like, okay. And this tells me to uh, do exactly what I did. All right, awesome. Set that over. The and we'll say this about what Yuma did, uh, the Yuma escape room. Uh, it was neat because I've been only been in a few, uh, but not a lot of them have it. Where it's like, there's a basket over there. You're not going to re- need to reuse some of these things, so just put them yep. in the basket. Don't worry about them. Yep. And um, as a good rule of thumb, that is something that is highly recommended for. Most. Yeah, because. Yep. I've been in some that where they had pieces falling on my head. Right, but then again, a lot of places don't don't reuse stuff, mm-hmm. and like they and they did tell us like once you unlock a lock, you're done. Yeah, that locks. And stuff. so we we put it aside and it's like, all right, cool. And we're pretty organized when it comes to stuff like that too. Like you you noticed uh, you had never done an escape room with 
Uh, you too. Oh well, no. yes, no, we you have. No, we did the Opaso one, no, but that wasn't even really all that great. Yeah, no, but you 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 see how very methodical we are. We're yeah. saying, all right, we announce this, we announce this, we announce this. That one's unlocked. I'll clean it. You keep working. We do this, and we, it's a very divide and conquer kind of thing, and so much to the point where the the very ending puzzle really did need all three of us. And you and me, us three were all just in sync. It's like, you do this, I do this, you do that. Yeah. You do this, I do this, you do that. Yep. And we it just, solved it with 18 minutes remaining. <laughs> we're like the third fastest. The we third actually fastest got on their, their board for yep. prohibition. So. And we weren't feeling all that great. No, we were tired. tired. <laughs> this is after a full day at the con. And, and stressing about buying glue. Glue, yeah. And the big thing about it, too, we were, <laughs> we were stressing about the glue. We were, we were stressing. We were tired from the con. This is also the day we had to set up. Mm -hmm. So we, we had to lug all this stuff in. Yep. Get that all set up, and it's just we weren't at our. And mind you, we were also dealing with a food coma because we just got fed too. So uh, I fed a lot. It was it was a funny time. We really should not have done as well as we did. We did yeah, and we did. So I, I was kind of glad that we finished out early, so that way we could leave early. And I briefly considered buying a second shirt, but I was like, really, like, do I need to buy yeah, another two shirt that yeah. says the same thing? I, but that would have been funny though. Oh, it would have been, been funny. An yeah. inside joke to me only. But then afterwards, that's when we had to go Home Depot. Yep. And at that point, we were, like, talking about, well, like, are we ready? Because we were like, okay, we're still feeling pretty good. Are we ready yeah. to call it a night? I know we're going to have to go work on this stuff. Yeah. And then right when we get to Home Depot, everybody just yeah. crashed. And so we're like, okay, let's get yeah. our stuff. This way you guys can get you repaired. They got all their stuff done, and they went back to the room to start working mm -hmm. on their stuff. And I was like, well, you guys don't need me. I walked back to my room and passed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. It, it was, I took a quick shower and then right. <laughs> went to sleep because it's like, no, nah, I'm tired. Right. And even though we already talked about the following day, really, uh, mostly, we we got up, same thing, Dutch Bros, straight thing to the con, with the exception as we checked out of our, our room. Yeah, well. so everything is in the car. Yeah, everything, including our, briefca our briefcase, our luggage, all that stuff, it's all ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a couple hours before the convention opened, so we're like, all right, let's go check out the swap meet. Oh, yeah, we went to the and, swap meet. In the flea market, that. it was really cool. There was it was one... stupid hot, though. Yeah. I mean, and of course you expect it with Yuma, but what impressed me is that when it's hot here in New Mexico, there's wind. Because the yes. heat creates the wind. That somehow had the most still air I've ever experienced. And what in my sucked life. about it too is the swap meet is like on a, like an old yep. airfield or something yep. like that, so it's on freaking asphalt. Yeah, yeah. So and there just... was not an ounce of breeze. And it was fine. There was plenty of cool stuff to see, but yeah. you know, nothing too crazy. And then by that time, we're like, I could go all the whole time through a through a swap meet. I love swap meets like that. Yeah. And but I looked over at you guys, and you guys were kind of like. Okay, we're reaching the end of one, week. and I and I immediately like I was not going to argue one bit. I'm like, no, you guys were kind enough to let me come to this. You guys are ready. Let's do it. Like let's let's vomitos because even though we hadn't seen like about a third of it, yeah, like, I, I'm not going to make you do it. And, and I don't want to do that. We were heated. We yes. were tired. Yeah. I'm always out of my coffee right? because exactly. it was so hot and I was trying to cool off because yep. there was no... Like, when you get into the little sheltered area, because yep. there, there was a part that's outside the shelter and then there was a part that's inside the shelter. Yes. They, that, basically, it's just a shade. They have a building that has nothing in it, really. Yeah. Uh, but it was so hot. They, they didn't even have moved, like fans in the sheltered area. No. It was just shade and it was still hot in there. Right. But I'm like, okay, I'm expecting no wind here, but at least the shade would cool it down. It's slightly. It technically did. Slightly. And then I you jumped get, at a degree. 
And to the point where we were done and got off the asphalt and we were starting to walk back to the car, mm -hmm. that's when we noticed there is no airflow nope. here. The trees not were not even moving, and it's in the 90s already. Yeah, exactly. It was impressive. So we got back to the convention. We got everything set up. We already talked about pretty much everything. Went pretty swimmingly. Great time with the escape room. You did... Uh, you did buy the bubble waffle during that. Yeah, day. well, don't forget we did our top eight debate first. Uh, that was yes, the first which, thing in the again, morning. You can watch the episode. We we showed up there nice and early, mm -hmm. got everything ready. Turned out, uh, interesting fact that on that previous episode, we were we were trying to figure out which top eight debate, and we yeah. researched it on the way. Turns out they're like ninety percent of the leafy 80, green 80%. production, something like that, of the world. Yeah. And there's like two hundred seventy thousand like square miles or something. Yeah, we exactly saw it when we were sure, coming in. It was actually quite yeah, impressive. It was, it was like really massive. Whoa! Because yeah. <laughs> you just literally come off a hill and there's just farms. Yeah, it was it was quite a, a sight to see. By the way, the so drive to Yuma too is really nice. Like once you get bad. to like the mountains, going between that and um, Phoenix was yeah. boring. But yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's. I mean, I'm used to it because I've yeah. done that hundreds of times by now. But yeah, it's. It, I had it the was, bubble waffle. Yeah, you had the bubble waffle. That was your first bubble waffle. It was my right? first bubble waffle. It was. Yeah. It was interesting. It was a bit more pricey than I would want to sure. pay. But I was like, hey, it's an experience. I'll waffles. try it. But waffles. it was just. It's like a giant waffle cone, and the problem with it is, yeah. it's so feeling. It's ridiculous. Yes. I, I like. I ate all the Christ, uh, ice cream out of it, but I only left like half the waffle, and mm -hmm. that's the whole thing you buy it for. Yep. And it's like, okay, no, this is too much. Yeah, no, it was impressive. But then um, we had the great idea to to save on hotel expenses and all that stuff. We just decided, okay, well, then let's just uh, get in the car that evening. Right after the con. Right after the convention, a full day of work. And the big thing about it, too, we, we were Drove lucky home. enough um, for that to work. Um, yeah. We were done at the con by, like, 4.30. So we yes. were literally packed up. At five and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So we got on the highway. We we're already ready to go. Took off. I was worried about driving at night, but you guys did a great job of, like, we all had a, uni a universal like energy flowing through us. Yeah. There was not a time where I was worried about being tired. We we're just jamming. We out. stopped. We stopped where we needed to stop. We needed to stop yep. to get food. We mm -hmm. needed to stop to get drinks. Yeah. Uh, I think we only made two stops. Yeah. Because you got gas the night before. We stopped in Tucson to get Popeyes. Mm -hmm. yep. The whole time we're thinking about, oh, let's get food, let's get food. And as we keep going, we're like, you know what? Let's just get Popeyes. Because yep. we we, one of the things we were trying to do is get something we can't get in our local area. Yes. And it got to the point where we're just like, no. Yeah, we're like, we're just done. Let's we're just, just done. Let's go Popeyes. get the food. Which, by the way, that was one of the worst. Weirdest Popeyes I've ever. Just it, it's fast the, food. It's in the downtown university area of Tucson, which, you know, it's... You it's know, not a little, great area, but not it's a not great area. bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. But the fact that nothing was working there. Yeah, they like half of their stuff wasn't working. We looked at the soda fountain, and there was two, two sodas. Like, the eight drinks that were uh, that orange were soda and strawberry soda. Yeah, that was it. That was it. No caffeine. No coke, I was like sitting no there like, Sprite, no well, caffeine. I wanted something with caffeine right. in it. <laughs> and then yeah, no, it was it was something. So yeah. oh, and then you had to pay cash only. Yeah, it was cash only. Again, yeah, it was it was something, but yeah. overall, it, yeah, I I will gladly. But forget I that. I really enjoyed the food. The chicken was great. Uh, I yeah, had the chicken spicy chicken sandwich with French fries. So much so, 
uh, for dinner today, I, I decided to get Popeyes because I've gotten Popeyes since too. Yeah, I was like, man, that was really good. I kind of want to get Popeyes. I haven't had it in a while yep. since the Yuma trip. So yep. I ordered some for today. I had the mac and cheese there and bought an order of fries as well. Yeah, mac and cheese there is not bad. Their fries are still like one of the best things there. Yep. It's the best thing on the menu, hands down. I don't know. That's spicy chicken sandwich though. Okay, that, 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 that's a legit good sandwich. Yeah, and then finally, when we got back into town, what time did we arrive? 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning. Oh Mind my you, uh, it's 1.30 back in Yuma, so yeah. <laughs> we were on the road at 6.30 our time, got back in at 2.30 our yep. time, uh, and I had to drag all my stuff in. You you had to make two stops. You had to drop our friend off, and he yep. lives clear across town from where we yes. live. Because uh, we live, uh, he lives on the southern side of our city. We live on the northern part. Yep. And it, it was kind of good for you because I live near you yeah, now compared to bad. compared to where I used to live. We're all is, on the west side of, of yeah. our town too, so that that makes it easier. Oh man, it would suck if someone one of us lived at home and uh, where you used to live. <laughs> well, well, that was more central. That one's off, not too yeah, far from where Jim lived. Um, that's true. And not like where our mutual friend uh, Bryce lives. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> out there. Yeah, so, but overall, got home. That was the end of our trip. Two and a half or three days total. Uh, long, long drive. Long uh, recovery time for our old age. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we're a bit old. Because uh, you were talking, you know, we were talking about it. Uh, when we did game nights and stuff like that. You slept. There was at one point you slept like twelve hours. Or twelve hours. Right? Uh, in two days, you slept like thirty-three hours or something, something like that. Like it was that. like eleven hours and twelve hours back yeah. to back. It hit me hard. <laughs> don't don't get me hard. wrong. It hit me hard. And the thing is, I had to take care of like stuff around the house too. So mm-hmm. I woke up I, like that Monday. I was up at eight o'clock. <laughs> so I crawled into bed at two thirty. Right. I was up at eight because I had to do stuff in the yard, take care of the dogs, because I still have a seventh month old or no he's 10 months now puppy in the house so it's just yeah, like, it's like a seven month old let me tell you <laughs> no, it's so it's right. been uh, a great time though i had a good time at yuma you had to rate it at a one out of one to ten how would you rate the that full time? experience or the trip in total trip in total i had rated an eight i had a great time Okay. Other than the you know the briefcase thing, um, yeah, that, that stressed us more out than you did. You were just yeah, kind of like, "Wow!" Well, it kind of stressed me out oh. because my buddies were stressed out because yeah. this is their job or it's their business, not their yeah. job. But but they worked, I know, and I know how hard you guys worked on it because yeah. I play tested one of them. But I know the one. <laughs> the, you saw the simple one, and you were and you were kind of like. Like and and we're gonna avoid spoilers at all costs, but like you saw how some of the inner workings of the big one, and you were just kind of like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah, like, no, that that thing. Oh, I was yeah. like, I will gladly help you guys with the smaller one. Yeah, that, that big, big one, one would be stressful. <laughs> we're pretty good at it by now. Yeah, but you also created it. You True. know it like the back of your hand mm-hmm. to the well. The big thing about the big one, too, though, is that you guys still needed your cheat sheet to help you reset it. Yeah. Because it's been a while since we you guys did it. We could have done it, it but without. But, yeah, yeah. Not, we wouldn't need that much help. But I'm just sitting there like... Yeah. No, and the We definitely thing, needed it the first few times because it had been a while since we ran it. And the big thing is I really enjoyed uh, the interaction. While you guys were taking care of that, I was getting all the people signed up for you. And then um, it's not when this airs, it's not on Kickstarter anymore, but we were also talking about your uh, board game that's up on Kickstarter. As Apparently. of recording, it will end on the 27th, which I think will be 25th. after or the 25th. So, yeah, it will air after this episode, or it will be done right. after this episode. So... 
guys, if you're watching us live, go check it out. I'm going to put a link in the chat again. Yep. And as far as our contest goes as well, we are going to be picking a winner for that mm -hmm. uh, probably on the next episode. Yes. Uh, we are waiting for it just for a little bit, just because we want to make sure everything's And the thing is, is, it's been a, that we were also, there was a lot of traveling involved yes. when we started the con. We, we should have did that giveaway a little bit better, just... Yeah, c'est la vie. Yeah, it is what it is, but all in all, it was a great time. We had a great time on that trip, so with that being said, what would you rate that trip? Um, I would rate it 6.5. 6.5? Yeah, 6.5 compared to the other times that we've done escape rooms and conventions and stuff before. Mm -hmm. um, mainly because of ants. That's what dropped it down from a 7. And See, the ants mainly, didn't bother me. Oh, they bothered me a lot. I really dislike that. Um, and we're kind of cranky. And then driving 8 hours after a convention, I really wish that we wouldn't do that. But, you know, salami. I'm glad we got home actually, safely on time. I didn't uh, mind that at all. Yeah. And I like I told you, I would have been more than happy to drive because yeah. I'm actually a good night driver. Okay. Yeah. Which is shocking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's not that shocking, but all right. Um, all right. Well, no, because uh, people with astigmatisms are not supposed to be good night drivers. Right. And I have astigmatisms. Yeah. I'm starting to think I might almost because I I don't know. I'm not the best night driver, but I'm not bad. I can tell it's you. Still, I, I can tell you if you're a good uh, or if you're having astigmatism, if you want to know. Well, we'll figure it out after the episode here. Well, it's simple. Do you see stars in headlights or traffic lights when you're driving by them at night? They, they, they sparkle like a star, so you see like four points coming out of them? Mm, I don't remember. Well, next time you're driving at night and you see lights, notice if they make a star pattern. Okay. That means you have an astigmatism. Interesting. Well, okay. Learn something new. So we would definitely want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever want to join us on a live episode like our friend uh, Luminous has does, which again, if you're still with us, Luminous, thank you so much for tuning in. And anyone else who joins us live, twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames is the place to be. As well as you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. And if you ever want to reach out to us directly, either enter in a future contest or join us for or just a shout out or give us ideas for future episodes. EverydayBoardGames2020 at gmail.com. And before I was rudely interrupted, all video audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. As well as let can... me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you can also get in contact with us at our Twitter Twitter account at EBG Podcast. Sorry, my mouth is dry. <laughs> it's my Twitter account. <laughs> all right. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.